WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. Fresh off her State of the State address in which increasing housing construction was a major focus, Governor Gretchen Whitmer stopped in Benton Harbor today to announce a $300,000 Michigan State Housing Development Authority grant for the Berrien County Land Bank. The money will be used to pay for energy-efficient home rehab projects. Whitmer toured Emma Jean Hall Flats, the Whirlpool-built apartment complex downtown, and said the development is an example of how innovation can lead to new housing in the state. We are absolutely focused on expanding and unique partnerships. This Whirlpool undertaking is phenomenal. Working with the Berrien County Land Bank is something that we are focused on so that we can ensure we're building out all different types of housing. Six months after it opened, Emma Jean Hall Flats is 96% full. Wimmer said she was pleased to announce the grant from the MI Hope program to increase the livability and value of homes in the county. Berrien County Commissioner Mamie Yarbrough told us it'll make a big difference. We have so many houses that need repair. People don't want to say anything, but you know their furnace is not working, the electric, just so much. Wimmer this week called for a state investment of $1.4 billion this year to build or rehabilitate nearly 10,000 homes. State Representative Joey Andrews, on hand for Whitmer's visit, said it's especially needed in southwest Michigan, where homes that were once affordable for average families are now going for inflated prices. Benton Harbor Area Schools is moving forward with more than $1.2 million in improvements at two buildings following a vote this week by the Board of Education. District Support Services Chief Paul Corson tells us they're replacing boilers that are more than 50 years old. Boilers within the district have been kind of at their life capacity for a while. We're specifically talking about two boiler systems, one at Fairplane East Elementary and one at the high school here. Corson says the talks about replacing the boilers have been going on for about a year. The board's vote this week begins the process of securing the equipment from Train U.S. Incorporated. So that the companies can start manufacturing the actual boilers for us. There will still be another round of approval as we look at the contractors to actually put in and install and undergo the work of getting these boilers into their actual permanent locations. Corson says the $1.2 million committed this week starts the process and there will be additional costs later. The total cost of the effort is not yet known. He says the district is fortunate to be able to start the long-needed project now that the state has forgiven its debt, clearing the way for investment in facilities. The new boilers could be installed this summer. Market Van Buren is highlighting its role in helping to expand broadband Internet availability in the area. The groups of Zach Morris tells us Market Van Buren started talking about the need for high-speed Internet countywide in 2020 when it became clear economic development was limited due to its absence. We stood up a committee, a task force, to start addressing this. And we took leaders from communication companies, the county, local units of government, private sector, came together to start saying, this is an important priority and we need to start making sure that when money does come down, we're in a position to take advantage of it. Morris says Market Van Buren worked with Midwest Energy and Communications as it sought a state Robin grant for broadband expansion. Van Buren County and townships throughout put up $5.5 million to go along with MEC's investment of $15.8 million to make this state grant of $25.3 million possible. That's not only rolling out broadband to Van Buren County, but to Barry and Cass as well. This is a regional effort, and as we know, economic development, you need to have the regions around you also strong. So we're excited to be partnering with Midwest Energy, it's a strong local provider of these services. Morris says when the project's finished, more than 3,700 addresses in the county that currently don't have broadband will be able to get it. And Van Buren County will be one of the most connected counties in the state. 
Work has already started in some areas, and it's all expected to be finished by 2026. The Berrien County Health Department is offering lead testing for children under the age of six. County Health Officer Guy Miller tells us there are many possible sources of contamination. I think everybody is very aware that there have been lead in drinking water, but the most common contaminant is actually through lead paint and lead dust. There are certain hobbies such as smelting, mining, pottery that can lead to higher lead exposure, and it can be in our soil naturally occurring and in some household items. Miller says lead is a concern countywide, especially in homes that were built before 1978. There is actually no safe level of lead, and it primarily affects the development of your nervous system, so your brain. Therefore, it's important to catch elevated lead levels in the blood of children as early as possible. Miller says the testing being offered by the health department is a simple finger prick, which will then be followed up with another blood test if anything is detected. The tests are available at the Benton Harbor office of the Berrien County Health Department on Thursdays from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. and at the Niles office on Wednesdays from 9 to 3. Anyone who wants to get their child tested should contact the health department to make an appointment. The South Haven Icebreaker Festival is next weekend. South Haven Area Chamber of Commerce Community Liaison Brittany Key tells us everything kicks off Friday, February 2nd. We start that off with the snowsuit fashion competition that'll be at the South Haven Brew Pub at 7 p.m. You can wear your best funky snowsuit fashion, come out, win prizes. There will also be live music and food and drink specials featured on our pub slide all weekend. The big day is Saturday with activities throughout town. Key says big attractions will include the ice carving competition, the chili cook-off, a cardboard sled race, and the frozen fish fling. A fan favorite is the chili cook-off. Everyone loves tasting the chili. We have a lot of people who are rivals and trying to get the chili this year. The Lodge has currently held the first place for the past two years, so we know people are super excited about trying to win that. They'll also unveil the new outdoor fireplace at Dykeman Park during the festival. There will be shuttles to take everyone where they need to go. We have a link to the full event schedule for next weekend's Icebreaker Festival at our website. WSJM News now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News now continues. Infrastructure was on the agenda today for President Biden, who used new strong economic data to tout his administration's policies. More from ABC's Karen Travers. President Biden was eager to tout the new GDP report, which said the U.S. economy grew at a rate of 3.3 percent in the final three months of last year, better than forecasters were expecting. The president highlighting some of the headlines. Quote, U.S. shatters expectations. Second headline, the U.S. economy boomed in 2023. Third, U.S. economy grew at a shocking pace. (laughs) I love that shocking pace. (laughs) Karen Travers, ABC News, Washington. Israel and Egypt are engaged in an increasingly public fight over a narrow strip of land between Egypt and Gaza. The strip is called the Philadelphia Corridor. The dispute puts Israel in a bind. If it stops its military offensive against Hamas without taking control of the southern Gaza city Rafah on the border with Egypt, it'll fall short on its top war goal of crushing the Islamic militants. However, if its military pushes south to the border, it risks undermining its peace deal with Egypt and likely upsetting its closest ally, the U.S., The Egypt-Israel peace deal has been a pillar of stability in a turbulent Middle East. Meanwhile, mediated talks between Israel and Hamas to reach a hostage release deal have faltered once again. Hamas is still showing no flexibility in its demands. The terror group still is unwilling to relinquish control over the Strip and is unwilling to release any hostages until Israel ends its war in the enclave. But Israel, backed by the U.S., says ending its war now would hand Hamas another victory after its ghastly October 7th attack. 
Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is insisting Hamas must be dismantled in the Strip and pushed out so it never poses another threat to Israel. While the hostages remain in the clutches of Hamas, a diplomatic faux pas by Netanyahu surely won't help. ABC's Jordana Miller is more from Jerusalem. Another setback for talks on a hostage deal and ceasefire in Gaza. Qatar, a key mediator, outraged by leaked recordings in which Israel's prime minister calls Doha's involvement, quote, problematic. Netanyahu citing Qatar's funding of Hamas. In a tweet, the Qatari foreign minister condemning Netanyahu's remarks, saying they are, quote, irresponsible and obstruct efforts to save the innocent lives of the Israeli hostages. Jordana Miller, ABC News, Jerusalem. Former President Donald Trump has testified for a total of less than three minutes at a New York trial where an advice columnist is seeking more than $10 million in defamation damages against him. Trump took the stand in his own defense today in Manhattan Federal Court. The writer E. Jean Carroll says Trump ruined her reputation after she accused him of sexually abusing her in the mid-90s. He testified that he, quote, just wanted to defend myself, my family, and the presidency. Carroll seeks damages regarding things that Trump said about her in 2019 after she revealed her claims in a book. A jury last year agreed that Carroll was attacked by Trump in the dressing room of a Manhattan department store. Trump denies it. Meanwhile, Republican senators are trying to back away from comments that Senate Leader Mitch McConnell made about border negotiations and how they might hurt Donald Trump's bid for re-election. The idea is if they secure the border before Trump's elected, that hurts his re-election campaign. More from ABC's Andy Field. Senate Republicans in a closed-door meeting saying Mitch McConnell told them the border politics have changed and that his party doesn't want to do anything to undermine Donald Trump, who is running on border security. Now other Republican senators are rushing to say that doesn't mean they won't make a border deal, even if it doesn't make Donald Trump happy. Some senators indicating Mr. Trump doesn't want any deal that might help Joe Biden during the election. Another Trump White House official convicted of contempt of Congress for refusing to cooperate with a congressional investigation into the January 6, 2021 U.S. Capitol attack has been sentenced to four months in prison. Peter Navarro was the second Trump aide convicted of contempt of Congress and was sentenced today. Steve Bannon also got four months, but he's free pending appeal. Navarro served as a trade advisor under President Donald Trump and promoted the Republicans' baseless claims of voter fraud after he lost the 2020 election. Navarro was found guilty of defying a subpoena for documents in a deposition from the House on January 6th. Navarro's attorneys have filed for an appeal. Former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley is trying to spin attacks by former President Donald Trump that he's making against her and threats that he's levying to her donors as he feels increasingly threatened by her continued presence in the primary. ABC's Brittany Shepard has more from Washington. Donald Trump's new campaign promise to Nikki Haley is a loaded one. I don't get too angry, I get even. And he's starting with targeting her donor base, saying Wednesday that anyone who financially supports Haley will be permanently, quote, barred from the MAGA camp. But Haley is trying to cash in on the attacks, her campaign now offering barred permanently t-shirts to those who chip in $5. And she welcomes the incoming. Bring it, Donald. Show me what you got. Brittany Shepard, ABC News, Washington. U.S. antitrust enforcers are opening an inquiry into the relationships between leading artificial intelligence startups like ChatGPT, maker OpenAI and Anthropic, as well as tech giants that have invested billions of dollars into them. Lena Khan, the chair of the U.S. Federal Trade Commission, in, in opening remarks at a Thursday AI forum, said the agency is, quote, scrutinizing whether these ties enable dominant firms to exert undue influence or gain privileged access in ways that could undermine fair competition. The FTC said today it issued compulsory orders to five companies, cloud providers, Amazon, Google, and Microsoft, as well as AI startups Anthropic and OpenAI, 
requiring them to provide information regarding investments and partnerships. And the mother of the Michigan high school shooter is sitting for her opening statements this week in her trial. More from ABC's Derek Dennis. Two very different opening statements in the trial of the mother of the Michigan high school shooter. Prosecutor Mark Keese telling jurors exactly what the case is about. It's about Jennifer Crumbly's willful disregard of the danger that she knew of. He claims Crumbly knew her son Ethan had access to a gun she and her husband are accused of buying him before the 2021 shooting at Oxford High School that left four students dead. But Crumbly's defense lawyer Shannon Smith says Ethan carried out the killings, not his mother. He did something she could have never anticipated or fathomed or predicted. Derek Dennis, ABC News.